0: Okay, another day another dollar another ass um <laughs> god I really wish that HIPAA wasn't a thing because there's like another really fucking funny part to this story that I just can't relate. <laughs> but I'm going to laugh about it while I'm thinking about it anyway no last patient of the day it's fucking Friday man I are half day This person, like, had rescheduled, like, yesterday from a, you know, relatively normal spot to be the last patient on fucking Friday, which, you know, uh, annoys me. So this person, like, they come in, they throw a shit fit at my my front about having to wear a mask, and then they fucking throw a fit about. Uh, medical history, having to fill that out, that, that, and they say something like, why would the doctor even need to know if I had a heart surgery? It's like, uh, cause, like, if you just had heart surgery, I'm not gonna fucking shoot anesthetic into you, shut up. Anyway, so he's being a, being a douche he's douche to of the session, he's just douched everywhere. Anyway, he's got a, like large cavity on 31 32 is uh you know impacted and causing like a food trap so it's like duh, you know uh savable if you do like a root canal remove the wisdom tooth do a crown like i th- i think that would be an okay treatment i'd also be fine with extracting that. that you know i'm doing my exam he's like yo what happened is this guy punched me in the face and, man, I wanted to be like, hmm, you probably deserved it, you know, just based on your behavior here today. <laughs> but I didn't say that. Um I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, the tooth has a big cavity. So, I mean, <laughs> it's possible that that's what, you know, kind of set it off. But, yeah, I mean, there's a big cavity here. Uh, and then he was, like, insistent that, like, part of the teeth broke off. There's no part of the tooth broke off. Probably some calculus, maybe, if anything. Um. Anyway, so like, do that. And then he's like, adamant that he's going to make the other guy pay for it and whatnot. It's always, it's weird to me, like, because he has like other broken teeth. Same thing. It's like, oh yeah, the other fight I was in, I was in this fight. And it's just like, do you just, like, is your fighting technique to. Block with your face. I mean, are you wimp? Low? Did someone fucking train you wrong? As a joke, like, uh, you know, I, I I think I mentioned I used to fucking have a martial arts school. I I had uh, you know a very small cage fighting uh, career. Like, yeah, being punched in the face, you know, especially getting teeth broken. Like, uh, I know a lot of fighters that, that you know have great teeth. You know, as don't fucking block with your face don't be an asshole that causes you to get punched in the face there's a lot a lot of different things like i you know sure i mean there's there's the errant thing where i've i've seen you know someone get a tooth broke or or something like that but it's usually nothing to do with uh fighting it's usually dicking around right like you know uh (laughs) did something stupid broke a tooth um not not a fighting injury, especially, with, you know, barehanded stuff. Uh, teeth, I don't know if you know this. They're hard little fuckers. Like, I'd never punch someone, like, with my fist, like, dead on in the mouth. That's going to fucking probably cut up my hand. You know, you, like, whatever's in your mouth into my bloodstream. Get get fucking scabies or something. You don't get scabies from punching people in the teeth, but well, I don't know. This guy, maybe. Um, so, anyway, that was kind of the thing today um what else what else going on did uh had a implant that was in, interesting that i've never gone into a site and i think maybe this was a previously grafted site that the graft maybe didn't take i i put the implant in and all the everything just started crumbling out it was just really bizarre so kind of the history is i took out three and grafted it uh, a while ago and we we're putting an implant in the foresight four has been gone for a long time bone level actually looked pretty good all things figured um but yeah i went to to you know put the implant in after you know we got osteotomy check pan all that looked great and as the implant went down like just it it just started crumbling away It was very weird um so anyway i regrafted you know said like hey this sucks. Costs us time. You know, not a big deal. We were planning on grafting around the implant. Not not a big deal. We'll just graft and we'll come back and we'll do the implant implant later. So I think that'll work out being predictable. But it was just kind of it was just weird. I usually, uh uh you know, don't don't run into things that yeah that I didn't see in a book or didn't didn't have like an idea like, oh, yeah, this is a, a typical complication. It was like, oh fuck, you got, you got the crumbly bone. I don't, I don't know what to do here. We will just not put an implant in cause I couldn't, like I got the best stability I was getting anywhere and I tried, you know, some tricks. I upped my, my implant to see if I could grab more on, on the walls, but same, same fucking thing. It just, the uh, bone just crumbled away. It was like it was like a different material in the site we were putting in. And then trying to go like around the site, there just wasn't like another good angle or, anything like that i uh what i was saying is i tried to up the diameter of the implant to, to get more grab i went from like a 4.5 to a 5 i think that's what i had in my, in the shelf but yeah it just it was not it wasn't doing it so we packed it full of bone sutured it closed and we'll come back to it in like three months but it was interesting i just hadn't hadn't seen before so it's like Ugh, fuck is happening? Um, anyway, I'm at, I'm at Boba Blastic and I'm going to check to see if they have my food. Actually, it doesn't look like they do. So let's, uh, some park. Let's, uh, let's check Reddit. Oh shit. Did I turn this off? No, we're still going. Okay. It's been a minute since I've done this. Reddit. I changed my Reddit, uh, avatar the other day. So now he's different looking. So it looks cool. Um, Has anyone felt like the adjustment for undergrad was harder for dental school? I know this is an odd question, but have any of you felt like adjusting to undergrad was more challenging than adjusting to dental school? Did adjustment feel smoother than expected? How would you describe your adjustment period? Hmm. I'm probably not the best person to ask since, you know, I went from, you know, undergrad to life and then back to undergrad and then then to dental school. So, Undergrad, like, you know, I don't know, even like when you're taking 20 credit hours, uh, a, a, a term or whatever, it's still like you have a lot of free time, a lot of time when you're not in class. Like dental school is like a nine to five job and where I'd had, you know, nine to five jobs for like 20 years before getting into dental school, um, it just seemed fucking normal, uh, to me in that regard. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, Probably shouldn't have read that one. I thought it was going in a different direction. I thought it was, like, about adjustments. I was like, oh, I'll tell you about adjustments. Let's see. Uh, this is all, like, about schools. Music advice. Oh, I like this. Hi, I recently got ex- accepted to, oh, <laughs> M-U-S-C. Fuck. Oh, that's tricking me up. I'm a bad person. Easy ways to remove plaster in my alginate impression. 3d impressions booyah i got one all right i'm gonna get my food I'll, i'll return to reddit at a later date Alrighty, a lot of a lot of acceptance um recently which is which has been great i don't know if it's just like people are new insurance or whatever figuring out their benefits or some bullshit but Man, I'm having people come through the doors and they want to get started on treatment. A lot of same day stuff. Um, I did, you know, cut down a day, so just trying to wedge everything in. Like when I'm at work, man, I'm fucking busy. And when I'm not at work, I have a, I have a baby and that keeps me busy. So I'm like really fucking tired. Um, tried to connect with Ryan a couple times, it hasn't really happened. So I'm just back to Han Soloing it, just a just a little bit um i figured we'd do some reddit so i could get a kind of a close out on a thing i'm doing some chores so pardon the chore noise that's reddit 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 we're gonna do ask dennis as i think the last time i tried to do dental school and failed okay here's a good one replaced all silver with white uh, based on doctor recommendation, I replaced six fillings from silver to white. I know one was cracking and one had a cavity appear. Um, those are two really super common ways, reasons to replace fillings, you know, recurrent K fracture. I understand the two, but why the extra four? These are questions I should have asked, but I felt pressured because I also had to get a deep cleaning. Uh, They're resin-based composites. Is there anything I need to be worried about? Can I go back to silver fillings if need be? Okay. A lot to unpack there. Um, I guess. So I am, amalgam has its place in dentistry. And that place is if you really need a crown, but you're in a World War II trench and you can't get it right then. So you do a giant complex amalgam. Um, otherwise, I think it's just a material that it's no longer really needed. Like our, our resins are better now. It used to be that they would wear too fast or they were too technique-sensitive to really, you know, get get something that was going to be load bearing on, like, a molar or something. Uh, so, you know, amalgam, a uh, good thing about it is, like, if you just pack the shit out of it until your wrists hurt, it's probably going to stay in there for a fucking long time. Uh, its corrosion products sort of seal the tooth in, in a way, but they also sort of discolor. So it can be really hard to look around amalgam and see, It's like, is this... You know, amalgam scuzz, or is it decay? Uh, as such, I think a lot of times when there is, you know, a situation where if you're going to visits uh, and we're looking at stuff and we think, oh, this is amalgam scuzz, and then six months later it's like, oh no, this is actually a big cavity, you know, things can be missed versus resin, when it gets pity and it catches, like it's pretty easy to determine, hey, this is when we should replace the filling uh, versus waiting and, and end up with, you know, a crown or toothache would need something different. So uh, fuck mouth. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but if you come in and you've got a mouth through full of amalgam fillings, I'm not, you know, 100% of the time saying, hey, we need to replace all these. I'm, uh, I'm pretty conservative. Uh, or are lazy or both. I don't really like to, you know, do something just to do it. I want to do it for defenders reason and you know if I, I see amalgam was fractured yeah we should we should get it out of there if you got recurrent decay yeah we should get it out of there the other thing that i can see is amalgam you know when you're chewing it, it's like a little fucking wedge in your tooth right you chew pound 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 pound, pound wedge, wedge 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 leads to fractures of the teeth it sounds like this happened uh to one of your teeth already right so that's that's why one was going. Now, if I'm looking at your other teeth and I see a bunch of these cracks and craze lines, especially if you're a you know a patient of record where you know I've I've seen you once and we do you know scanning and shit. So then I see you six months later or whatever, and I take a new scan and I see ooh, you know it looks like now we're we're seeing more cracks and craze lines. You know, moving into uh, a crown uh, in some circumstances or in other circumstances replacing you know, the filling and moving into a uh, composite, I, I think makes a lot of sense. Now, what I don't do is I don't say, Hey, you got six silver fillings. Let's get, just replace them willy nilly for six resins. So I'd love to have been, you know, fly on the wall and hear more of that conversation. Cause maybe it is like, yeah, these two like are fucked and really need the replacement right now. But these other ones are mostly fucked. And will likely need replacement. So, you know, like, you know, they need replacement. But, I mean, they're not symptomatic at the moment, I guess, is a better way to do it. So they're being proactive. And that's kind of the, the two ways to look at dentistry is, you know, proactive and reactive. So proactive, we're seeing that this is becoming a problem. We should address it before the thing happens. Reactively, so your fucking tooth breaks and then do it. Um, which, yeah, you know, uh, sometimes a, a break results in usually need for a crown, but you know, rarely, sometimes you can get another filling in there. Um, other times it might be a circumstance where uh, you know, that it's broken down into the into the nerve and it needs, you know, a root canal. Uh, you know, other times, you know, sometimes you just got to extract that mother clover, right? Because it's broken in, in such a way that it's down kind of root and there's no way to you know, crown it. I mean, sometimes you can crown lengthen and do some black magic and some wizardry and figure something out. But usually extraction, it's just, just a better, better option at that point. So, yeah. Um, I guess the other question is, what do you have to worry about with relative this Well, it sounds like you got periodontal disease because you need SRP, right? So you're going to be initially on a three month recall. Uh, you need to go to those recalls and you need to fucking take care of the shit. Cause the most likely thing that's going to get you is, a uh, Recurrent decay, um, and you've you've already kind of demonstrated a a need for you know needing more hygiene services and and whatnot. So yeah, make those hygiene appointments, do your regular checkups, and that's really all that's needed. What else we got? What's another one? Ooh, how effective is it to chew two pieces of xylitol gum after finishing lunch since I can't brush my teeth at work? Uh, The gums are pretty expensive, so I'm wondering if it's either worth it. Okay, so, like, when I was a little kid, I had this uh, E-Man toothbrush, right? And E-Man, you'd press a little button, and he'd be like, I brush my teeth five times a day, once in the morning, and once before bed, and once after every meal. to Keep my health, my teeth strong, like me, E-Man, or some bullshit, right? And that used to be kind of the thing that uh, growing up, I'd hear all the time, you know, brush your teeth after every meal, brush your teeth after every meal. I, I'm a fucking dentist. I don't brush my teeth after every meal. Uh, <laughs> if I'm honest, a lot of times uh, I brush my teeth once a day. <laughs> um, not not always. Usually You usually get the two. You usually get the morning and the night, but you know, fucking, especially having kids, Sometimes I pass the fuck out, right? Uh, if you have to choose, brushing once at night is better because you usually have more dry mouth at night, and that's when uh, bacteria can you know do more damage than that that drier environment. Um, but brushing after every meal is great, and if you do that, that's fucking awesome. Like, good on you. Uh, most people do not, and I don't want to say it's overkill. Like, not nah, that'd be a great thing, but it's just you know practically. Do you, or do you are you in a position where you can brush the teeth after every meal? I don't know. This person is not. So then we talk about you know xylitol. So the way xylitol works is it's a you know, so basically what bugs in your mouth eat is they eat sugars, right? Uh, so carbohydrates and shit get broken down into like these sugar groups and the bugs eat the sugar. And uh, after they eat the sugar, they go, oh, I'm so full of sugar. I need to take a big shit and they shit out acid into your teeth. And that's how you get cavities, basically. Um, so xylitol is is really cool because it's like a sugar, sort of. It's like very similar shape. So the bugs go, oh, sugar, I want to eat you. So they eat it. But then the xylitol, it goes in and it basically doesn't have a way for them to metabolize it. it, it it's stuck. It's like basically same thing with like uh, the seagulls that can't eat Alka-Seltzer or something. I don't know. The same kind of thing. They can't relieve the the... Uh, the xylitol they can't break it down any further. It plugs up their digestion and they die as a result. So that's how xylitol works. So it's re- it's really good. Like if you're trying xylitol gum, uh, that is a wonderful thing that will definitely help. The other thing is just the chewing of gum. Uh, that kind of moving their teeth around and whatnot. It it does kind of produce some saliva. Saliva washes stuff away. Saliva will turn stuff into calculus. Calculus can be a home for bacteria. I mean, as it's its own problems but yeah do, doing that is a you know a pretty good way to to prevent um cavities i think trident if i remember right uh, it's a gum that has xylitol in it and it is uh cheaper than some of the ones that are marketed as like you know xylitol gum like clear or whatever so you can probably save a dollar or two uh doing that um I the other thing about gum. I used to chew a lot of gum because it like really works your masters and that gets like a lot of blood flow to your brain. At least that's the way I think about it. So I feel like I think better with a chew gum. Then I I broke this tooth because I was chewing on gum all the time. And so now I don't chew gum or just sticky stuff or chewy things because I worry about breaking another tooth. So anyway, that's my cautionary Gum chewing tail, but, uh, yeah, I think chewing gum. It's a pretty baller thing to do, so do that. Let's see. I think we're doing better than dental school, so let's try this out. Um, pictures of bullshit. Teeth clenching. Yada yada. Night guard. Is this melanoma? Get it biopsied. That is a picture of herpes. Um... I didn't even read the thing. You have herpes. There you go. How long after a deep cleaning can I get wisdom teeth extracted? Huh. I need to have all four removed and have a deep cleaning scheduled next week. I'll ask my dentist when I get there, but I want to know if anyone knew how much time, if any, needs to pass before I can schedule my extractions following a deep cleaning. Uh, so if you're just getting like a plain old boring uh, deep cleaning, right, they're going to they're gonna clean down and you know scale and root plan and you know maybe they fucking wash out your shit and shoot you with a, a laser or whatnot there's really no time that you have to wait like you could probably go from the hygienist chair directly into uh the dentist chair or oral surgery if you're getting it there or whatever and get those wisdom teeth taken out i mean they've relieved bacterial load, so that's great so you know you have less less stuff wanting to get in your socket. So good on you. The only thing that might complicate things would be if they're uh, placing like a rest or our or something that's supposed to stay in the socket. And then they're going to come in and instrument. And ultimately that stuff is going to come out. Now that said, like if I had uh, a treatment plan and, you know, even if you had some kind of defect on in between 31 and 32 i'm I'm not gonna have anyone put a rest in or anything there if we're extracting 32 because it doesn't make any fucking sense the treatment is really to remove the the teeth that are going to be removed first i think that's like the perio like remove hopeless teeth is part of a you know initial therapy and then like heterodox and other adjuncts are kind of like phase after that right so that's kind of how I think about it in that regard is that you could go right into it and it shouldn't be any issue, but yeah, definitely, definitely check. The other thing that, that could be a consideration is if you're like going in and you're having that deep cleaning with a periodontist, and they're going to, you know, flap because you have a defect that is requiring requiring, requiring <laughs> I can't talk for shit requiring, you know, Lap, like they're gonna open it up and then clean it. Sorry about this water. I'll finish doing this. It's been like freezing for the last uh, uh, like week. <laughs> also, like our main HVAC in the room that we fucking stay in went out. So I'm waiting on heating the air to come out and probably charge me a bunch of money and not fix the problem. But anyway, it's been like frozen. So I haven't been able to do water like all my animals are like dying of thirst. Not really. I have so much water. They're they're fine. But I'm just like popping up everything while it's sort of warm enough that I can do that. So anyway, there's that. So yeah, so if they're going to flap for shit like, you know, you, there might be some indication to, to wait a little bit longer you know, post flap. Okay, what next? Hmm. Should I do CT after root canal treatment? Interesting. Long story short, I had a root canal treatment a month ago. Everything was fine. Some pain, a few days. Uh, After the the last 10 days, I kept feeling the tooth. Hard to explain. It doesn't hurt, but when I bite down, sometimes I feel it's a little sensitive all of a sudden. Also, weird feeling is now present 24-7. X-ray is normal my dentist says it will pass. I'm just not sure. Should I do a CT just to be 100% sure everything is okay? Also, what is the sign of cracked teeth? I'm panicking. This is what may have happened. I have liter- I had literally six x-rays and two CT in the last four months because I had other teeth problems as well, but this one in particular bothers me and I need to put braces in. I'm scheduled for the dentist in 10 days. appreciate someone who can help me here. I also had pain from a high filling on another side, but that is a different feeling. I'm just scared i wanted to be done with my teeth i want to be done with your teeth you can fucking remove them um okay a lot a lot to unpack root canals right so let's let's talk about why you likely need a root canal so you got something happened to your tooth i mean it's even a trauma a lot of times it's decay uh and A headphone in the hey um See if that, yeah, still gone. Um, but a lot of times, what'll happen is the nerve dies as a result, right? You get all those fruit canal symptoms, spontaneous pain, 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 the witch, you have a night cold, it's it lasts for, you know, a time. Oh, fuck, I need to get a screw. Sorry, the goats broke their. Goats are fucking Howard Houdini of escaping. So they somehow, like, broke the latch on their, their fence. I need to. Get that taken care of. So we'll get that done while we're thinking about it. Um, anyway, yeah. So, so when that nerve dies and gets that pain, a lot of times how we recognize it, otherwise, other than you telling us it hurts, is we take an x ray and there's a par, right? There's an area, apical radiolucency. There's some, some kind of voidy thing that's not dense at the end of your root. And that's, Usually, filled with pus and bullshit, right? And Sometimes you develop a sinus tract, it drains out, pain goes away. Blah 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 blah. Well, when we do the root canal, that thing that you know, we give you antibiotics, we irrigate it out, we we do it. It resolves slowly over time. Sometimes it leaves a a scar for like ever, right? Um, And that can make the tooth feel weird for you know a long time following a root canal, like months you know uh so there's a couple things you can do about it at this point it's it's probably i would guess normal and it'll be fine uh because if they've taken the images they don't see anything the root canal looks good blah 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 blah, blah. It, it, it's probably month fine and you need to wait like that's where i'm guessing it is however there's a, a number of things that could have went sideways um, that could need follow-up up to and including, you know, extracting out of the tooth, unfortunately. Uh, okay, I'm drilling. Hold on here. Um, damn you, guys. How am I supposed to do this? He like, fuckered it all up. That should work. Yeah, okay. So we fixed that my goats can no longer escape on this day. That's how you guys about when I like Shrek was balancing on a fucking salt lick. So he could jump over the fence to eat the horse's head. It's like, that's the thing. That's are fucking amazing. Um, anyway. Yeah. So fractured tooth, that's a possibility. So sometimes with, the uh, you know, getting the root canal, it's more like a critical trauma. The tooth is broken. Fracture is very hard to see on the x-ray, Right. Um, but if you take a CT, you can evaluate that and you can uh, sometimes, you know, determine, uh, uh, a fracture, um, usually by the bone around the, 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 fracture point. So that's something that can be done. It's kind of hard to see, you can't always see it. Uh, symptoms of that, like, like you said, the weird feel- feeling, the kind of, pain, especially the biting, you know, over time it'll make itself apparently apparent in the x-ray. Um those are all all things, you know, we call it crack tooth syndrome, you know, that could be going on. So like your symptoms fit within that, you know, that is a possibility. You know, I can't say for certain one way or another. I can't even say for certain if the imaging will really tell you conclusively one way or another. Might might not. The other thing though doing that C T, sometimes there's a little itty-bitty canals that are very, very hard to see. And uh, sometimes we don't expect them in certain teeth. Like, if I do a canal that's... or a tooth that 95% of the time is supposed to have one canal, you know, I might not be super looking for another one. Uh, kind of if you're... What I do, like, you know, premolars, they're always fucking bullshit. And actually, I think I did a canine and had two canals, like not that long ago, um, is if you're like outside of sort of like the expected, like you're going down, so like in the middle of the route more or less, right? And you kind of like, oh, what's this? This is this canal is like buckle, like a couple millimeters more than I would have expected it. How weird. Look palatal the same distance, right? Because chances are there's a second canal and those might meet up somewhere so that's you know a a possibility um because the thing about endodontics it doesn't really matter if these canals really get like filled with anything i mean it's important and they have better stuff if they do don't get me wrong but what is important is that bacteria and all that bullshit gets cleaned out so if the canal is missed all that bacteria is still there and it's just going to reinfect and then you might need to have another uh, root canal done. You might need to have that done um, with the endodontist because uh, they're kind of better at finding that. And who knows? Maybe you went to an endo initially. Like at, endos also can miss a thing. Like nobody's nobody's perfect. Teeth are very small. <laughs> like you know, we got to work on there. You got a fucking tongue and a cheek and all sorts of other bullshit. You know, so it takes some doing. So. That's also a possibility. Um, and then for whatever reason, even, you know, perfect dentistry, uh, you know, I've, I've seen it and it's very frustrating, uh, fails, you know. So that could be the world's best root canal and everything is done correctly and your tooth isn't cracked, but it's still symptomatic and will be symptomatic until the, the tooth, uh, is attracted. And that fucking sucks, but it's a thing, you know. So, so yeah, let's see what else do we got here. This is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. How do I get my mother to get her teeth cleaned? Tranquilizer dart. booyah Um, four thousand for a root canal? Uh, I don't an endo price landed on us uh, a lot of pictures a lot of pictures of just normal looking things uh 26 have an abscess bottom jaw hurts i have an abscess on my gum line on my top right back tooth which i can't get my dentist until tuesday morning for i uh i'm on amoxicillin and have been since wednesday and have been for most of the part fine just cautious blah blah, blah pain stuff so I don't know. Antibiotic will will work and probably take that down, but it might, you know, take a little bit. You need a root now because, like, you know, you just need a root now. Um, the kind of ibuprofen Tylenol combination works fucking wonders. And the other part of, about that is uh, that you can add, tell people to take a Benadryl after dinner and before bed. Don't drive. Um, and that can really, really help with everything. So. You know, typical typical pain stuff. I had kind of an interesting one. I had uh, uh, so an oral surgery day. Um, I don't like to do oral surgery. I, I mean, when my oral surgeon is there, <laughs> Just clarify. I have an oral surgeon. He comes because it doesn't it doesn't make sense um, for a number of reasons. One, like if you know, he's if it needs to be done, he's there. Why isn't he doing it? Uh, But then also, like, the other part about it is uh, just kind of rooms and equipment. We have rooms that are set up to be surgical rooms. He's using those rooms. And all of the, you know, oral surgery stuff is in those rooms, right? So my thought process is always, like, I don't want to do those things. If I have someone comes in, emergency, and needs a stretch, sure, you know, I'll fucking do that. But otherwise, like, I try to stay out of his way and, and off of that let him do his thing. But as a result, that means like it's most of what I do, as you guys have heard, is like oral surgery stuff. Uh, if I take a day off of that, like the next day is often like double oral surgery for me. So I had oral surgery was there Wednesday. So Thursday, I think I had four full mouths more or less in a row like a hundred teeth or something like uh my wrist actually hurts we had this one person this had really broad roots and it took a whole fucking lot of figurating uh to get them out out but and then i had uh, all the post-ups for that today and they were all fine everything looked good i had uh that one especially you know he had a bunch of broken off root canal teeth that i had to you know drill out and some different stuff and especially had a hard time like with his mouth and kind of the way that his mouth shape is, it's just awkward. It was a awkward, you know, I had to put myself in a bunch of positions that didn't feel great to get his teeth out, which sucks. But it's part of the thing, that's one of the reasons I don't really want to do clinical dentistry forever because sometimes that's the, uh, the only way to do it. Right. So anyway, uh, pain medicine. So and I've said this before. I usually just ask people, what have you had for the past in pain? That works well for you, and they tell me, and I give them that nine times out of ten, unless they're like they say something really off the wall, like the only thing that works for me is dilaudid and a lot of it. Like, mm, no, that's not that's not what I am going to give you. um But we had this this person, and oftentimes uh, this this is this is true. Like people that have a history of like opioid abuse and things, they will tell you that, and they'll you "Don't give me opioids." And I say, cool. Yeah, I've broken cut on everything I just said a couple minutes ago. Blue-ty blue, right? Um so we had a person, they've been like twenty-seven years off uh opioids or whatever, and they're like, I don't want to think she asked me to like numb her again at the end. So like, you know, so she'd just be numb longer, and I was like I can shoot some extra shit in here, but I mean, I work pretty fast. So it's like, I get you numb, numb and I come in and I do the thing. Like, I only take like, you know, 15 minutes for me to do that lower arch of hers. And then, you know, we're done. So it's like, well, you know, I don't know what. I'm happy to do it, but I don't know that it, I'm going to really buy you much uh, extra with this. But anyway, so she. When that wore off, like I don't know, it was like six hours or later. So she, she, called the front and she was basically demanding that we prescribe her tramadol. Which uh, tramadol is like a good one because you know it's a partial opioid agonist, yada yada. It's still an opioid pain medicine, right? Like, like you know, you specifically told me don't give you opioids. Like I feel like I at least have to, you know. Let my friend know, like, hey, you told us you didn't want us to do this. Like, I'll do it, but I want you to, you know, think about that. And yada, yada. There's a number of other kind of, you know, stronger NSAIDs or even, you know, steroidal that uh, we could do instead, right? And so there's a, a lot of stuff. It was, uh, it's one of those ones that's tricky too, because like, I think it was a lot of in their head. You know, like even asking about the the numbing when it's not painful because, you know, they know it's going to be painful later. It's sort of setting yourself up for it to be painful later, regardless of if it's any different than it is or not. Right. So it was it, just like a weird one. So we we call her back and it's like, hey, you know, like Tordell is a hell of a drug, and, you know, bring Jets and Methadone the party or something like that. So like. What do you want? And then she's like. You're gonna make me ruin my sobriety. And blah blah blah. blah. Like, uh... And then I guess they went to the ER, and the ER was like said the same thing. And actually was like gonna screw up. I'm gonna screw up a toradol, and they're like, we can give a toradol, and they're like, I don't have toradol. I haven't picked it up yet. And they're like, you should probably just pick that up. That's a good thing. Don't know why you waited here for four hours, um, but they were like yeah we don't really do mouth stuff this looks like you just had surgery on it and apparently you did so you know there's nothing we can really do so it's just a bizarre thing i think i don't know people can be weird is what it what it boils down to i'm just getting these chicken pool water going the chickens like to swim i don't know if you need chickens don't really like to spend <laughs> I don't know if like my shit cut out they're like yeah, after you've lied to the people we're gonna you know make sure we turn it off uh let's see looking through is it a normal to have an affection after now that's a similar question than the one with your well I always love like looking for a second opinion on this uh, canine that I'm told can't be saved it's just it's a black shell of nothing. There's just nothing there. And they put up a piano like, dude, you need that food. What did, what did other people say? I want to see if anyone's like way more heroic than me. Uh, oh, <laughs> first comic comment is, yeah, that looks pretty much fucked. Good job. I should probably start cooking on Reddit. You can play that stuff. I actually do put on Reddit every now and then. And what's weird is, so, uh, I want to just give out my personal email address, but I have a personal email address that you can't have. If you want to email me, occusspaul at gmail.com, which actually forwards to my personal email address, which you cannot have. Um, but that personal email address is like this nickname thing, and there's someone in the dental Reddit group that's, uh, uh a dentist, and their username is the nickname from my email, and we, have a very similar treatment velocity <laughs> most of the time. So I'll see something and I'll be like, hey, I should respond to this. And then I see this comment, I'm like, oh I did respond to it. And I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound like me. And it's like it's close enough, but not enough. It's just really funny. So anyway, that's the thing.
1: Uh-oh. None of a monkey yeah.
0: Sorry about all these grunts. Maybe I'll edit this stuff. I won't. Swollen gums. Heavy tobacco marijuana smoker. Oh, man. That reminded me of something I can't say. That's sad. Dental anxiety. I like that. Let's look at this. If I've broken a tooth that was previously filled, so I know it needs work. I've ha- always had some anxiety around going to the dentist, but it's gotten worse in recent years. And The thought of going makes me physically sick. I've just registered and we will be going next week. What can I do in the meantime to ease my anxiety? How can I work with the dentist to make this okay? Reduce stress as much as possible. Like, this is one of those things that's, that's tricky because, like, I am a head doctor, but I'm not a head doctor. You know what I mean? I'm not, not your fucking therapist. Like, if you have some deep-seated shit about, like, dental anxiety and, and trauma and whatever that needs therapy, that's that's not my job. Like I'm super not like good at that or trained in that, right? We we learn a little bit about like, you know, talking in a soothing voice and some other shit like in dental school. Um, but really it's like I will give you Xanax and if that can if we can accomplish what we need to accomplish early in the morning when you're basically on sleeping pills, like cool. But if it's beyond that like, you know, I'll just recommend you to somewhere that has like minimal sedation. Ryan does minimal sedation. Like he'll give people calcium and nitrous. He has a permit to do stuff like that, just by the way. Um, I don't, so I don't do that. Uh, And it's just like, I don't want to like I'm not the nitrous thing. Like there's enough shit. Like you've got a tongue and a cheek and you know, everything else. Like I don't wanna fucking put a fucking nitrous thing on you and then have to also work around that. Although when I was in dental school, there's this this person. <laughs> like he just kinda sucked. But he gave some someone was on nitrous and he gave him an injection and I started like like sneezing and being all weird and it was because he like poked the needle like through their through like through their lip into the nose like it was just like was just squirting and the shit up their nose anyway i don't think that's a very appropriate story L- this is the thing about middle school it's like you're learning like there's a there's a chance that you know you get anesthetic in the nose it's fine and things like you know sterile and shit so it was good. I think they still got the person's tooth out or whatever. But anyway, yeah, I don't want to work around it. That's a Ryan thing. There's stuff that you can do. It's just like everyone practices a little bit different. There's probably people that are like really super good at at that type of stuff. I'm that's not me. I'm okay with kids. Like I had this kid today, um, and I took out five of her teeth that were uh, kind of impacted in different things, baby teeth right on the left side and we're going to do our right side like in a couple weeks or something i think because of finances she was awesome man she like she did great she did great with the injections she did great with the extractions it was uh pretty straightforward and they're definitely ones like i try to encourage kids like if i'm going to take your teeth out like for some reason i have to it's like okay these are the ones your job next next two weeks like you just wiggle the shit out of them and if they come out on their own, like, well, I'll give you a high five and, you know, a gift card and then you can just go hang. <laughs> you know, just make sure you got it all. Um, but these were like, there's n- no way that she could have made any progress on any of these. It's just a rough thing. She's going to be, you know, an ortho case and th- these are ones that we're doing, you know, for the orthodontist. Okay. Go so anyway. But she was awesome, so go go her. I like when uh, um, kids are super tough. Like, actually, I had two. So, one of my full mouth cases, they were an adult, but they're also like highly autistic. So, even though they're like 19, like you know, developmentally, you know, you know maybe like 12, I'd say somewhere, somewhere like that. And they were a fantastic patient, too, really good. And this girl was 14. She was really good. And then I had the kid like a week or two ago. This one was fillings. And we did like four fillings. He was really good. So a lot, a lot of times like kids are just, you know, I treat kids like little adults. And I just set those, it's the same expectations I'd have for, you know, adults. And nine times out of 10, they they do just fine with it. They'll surprise you if you let them. It's kind of like, you know, when I have a kid now, he doesn't do anything yet, but it's like if you've been around little kids and yeah, like they run full speed, just hauling out right into a tree and they fall and they hit their head and it bounces off of three rocks. Bop, 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 bop. Uh, and like, you're like, oh, my God, they're dead. But if you react, if you treat them like that was the worst thing ever, it's going to be painful or they should be hurt. Like they will be. Oh, there's the HVAC. Hold on. I got to get this HVAC. Thanks. All right think that uh, that works so still... fucking HVAC thing really uh it's ass so it's been freezing so naturally like you know when it freezes that's when you're going to have problems with your heat right so we have uh mini split units which are awesome like if you were building a house or doing anything with anything Doing these mini split on demand heating units, like a brand we have is Daikin, but sure, there's a bunch of them. They're really great because you can, when you're in a room, like our our house is pretty big, and if we have to heat the whole thing, it'd be really fucking expensive. But we just heat the rooms that we're in, or cool the rooms that we're in in the summer. So they're really nice. But anyway, our main one in like the living room where we spend most of our time, uh, it's been glitching out and not not working. So they came and they like did some shit with like the coolant and some other stuff, um, and it was working for like two weeks. And then it stops working. They're having a kind of a, a hard time figuring out what's wrong with it diagnostically. So now they're doing a uh, they're trying to diagnose because they've been working on things and they figure there's a tiny fucking leak somewhere. So they're basically having to, you know, pressurize and change valves and do this different stuff to isolate different parts of this, uh, you know, piping, which is of course all insulated and stuff. So it's you know awkward to get to and figure to figure out if there's some kind of pinhole leak somewhere, which is what they're guessing. So anyway, it's um, it's like one hundred and ninety dollars an hour for for them to be here. And, they have to find it. So it's like the faster to find it, the faster they can fix it. than just like I said, It's going to be expensive. Um, and hopefully, like that's the thing because if they go through and they do all these different things, they can't find a leak. Like, cool, right? Like, that's great. Like, within one. So, so anyway, that's my big fun thing that I get to be dealing with. And then, of course, like, I don't know, so I was on fraternity leave, which is awesome and everything, but basically fraternity leave is just me living off my savings, which is fine. Caitlin's on maternity leave, which is the same thing. So we've just been kind of bleeding money. Not a big deal, except uh last month like I had kind of a thing happen with um basically like a like a bad debt expense thing. This is where we we couldn't collect on I anything mean, so well long story short i didn't really i haven't got a paycheck <laughs> i haven't taken any money yet uh this year since i've been back so it just kind of blows and now it's like my my kid like i referred for like three specialists at his last visit um we got medical insurance and shit so i'm sure it covers you know some amount of that uh but you know, so so that's an expense that was more than we were expecting. Um, now I got like this HVAC thing. Um, so yeah, so it's uh, it, it's the whole thing. But yeah, like I try to keep like six months ish worth of bills money just in a readily accessible account. So for shit sure like this, you know, this happens. It. It sucks because I I like to be, you know, (laughs) building wealth in some some way, like, you know, getting getting my money to work for me in different ways. Um, And and now it's kind of like everything's sort of on a pause and we're getting other things figured out. So, yeah, that's actually something I get a lot of uh, questions about Um, because people think that I have stuff together way more than I do. I really don't. Um, I just know some smart people and I try to do what they do. But, uh, number one is if you can, uh, max your 401k contribution, I think it's like 22, five or something like that. Like do that because that's going to be the best way to, to build, um, you know, a, a base egg to, to take, take care of, you know, stuff. Um, the other one would be pay off your debts, start with kind of your stuff. That's the highest, uh, interest rates and work your way down. Right. Um. For me, I, 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 sniped all my high interest student loans. So I just don't like low interest rate ones. So I'm not too concerned about those. So it's more like, uh, house payment is kind of the next thing we're going to work on and my practice loan. So get rid of um, those things. Student, student debt stuff can just, just sit and do its thing for a while. It's not a, not a big, big concern. I'll pay it off. Eventually, uh, and then I try really hard not to accumulate debt that is not going to be for the basis of building wealth. Like practice loan, good debt. Like if you can become a practice owner and you can, you know, start doing that, and that's what you want to do. Like do that. That's great debt to take on. Like don't not do that because of your student loans or whatever. Like just just the opposite. It's more financially responsible for you to kind of do. That, I think, than not doing Okay. My mom is awesome. She comes out and helps, but she changed how my hose was set up. And it's making it so it's really weird for me to, like, get water to these pools. And it's, like, very muddy and messy and uh, annoying. Anyway, um then, like, I don't know, I think it's worthwhile to do some traditional investing you can do that in a number of different ways i kind of have you know uh an investment account like through fidelity uh, they do some stuff with with me in addition to my 401k um such so that then i kind of play with some stuff here and there and like Robinhood. you know it's not like i'm not as active on it <laughs> uh as i as i should be i kind of think on that like i like the you know dollar cost average approach just like put some money in every month or whatever your week day year you know every period of contribution that you want it to be is um and what that does is that allows you to um you know just basically put that money in over time stocks only go up right that's a that's a thing. No, but usually if you, you invest in like safe stuff, that's P500 stuff, you know, Vanguard funds, yada, yada. Like o- over time, it's going to be better than it would sitting in a bank. You know? So I do that. And then I have always been a fan of like commodities. Um, and I have, you know, this and that. Uh, in a lot of different things. So when I was in general school and an undergrad and stuff, I, I left, you know, um, doing one job uh, and, you know, working and getting a paycheck and being able to like buy my wife gifts uh, for doing school where I didn't have any income. But, you know, wife needs presents, <laughs> you know. Uh, every now and then I would see something cool that I want. How would I do that? Well, my dad was big into like sports card
1: collecting and stuff like that. So I had
0: a lot of stuff from him, and I've collected various things uh, over over the years. So anytime I was like in need of money, I would sell some shit because i didn't earn money, like, you know, eBay, okay? so you know, like all sorts of different stuff. So I have, you know, just a different things like i've got some you know precious metals and uh i have some, some uh firearms I've, I've done well uh over the years so i've got you know some am consider investment thing i just uh got into like einhart investing like you know getting little little bits of art here and there so some different things so you know there's a lot of a lot of different ways to spread it out. And I think uh, everyone's bit of advice is just diversify. They so just, you know, put some different stuff in different buckets for later and have some kind of fund. I think the first thing you build is a, a fund where you have some amount of period. It'll be based on, you know, your household or whatever else, where, like I said, you can manage bills for some period of time. Maybe you're comfortable with, uh, a month maybe it's three months um maybe it's six months six months just seems to make sense you know i figure like something happened figure out some other thing to do in six months you just don't want to be in a position where something changes you can't pay your mortgage because once you get behind and something like that man hard to fucking catch up like i have a previous you know uh bankruptcy and um, had uh foreclose on a house and shit like that. Uh <laughs> I got married really stupidly uh before I married my <laughs> my wife now and it's kinda yeah, it was a whole shit show. But yeah, it's it's amazing how fast it can happen if you're just basically living paycheck to paycheck. Um and if you're living paycheck to paycheck, uh don't buy a house. Like that was dumb. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. We bought our house in like <laughs> I think 2006, like late 2006, and needed to get rid of it in like 2008. Yeah, it was a it was a bad sage, but anyway, uh, I don't know. Uh, don't listen to me for an investment device as a disclaimer. I'm just kind of telling you some things that I have done, but they aren't they aren't necessarily good. I'm not a financial advisor, or financial planner or anything like that, and I think legally I have to say that, so I did, because that is true. Okay. Let's do one more Reddit or two. Mm, are these cavities? Yes. Yes, this are. our... Ooh, career advice. I am a Canadian student who has taken many career exploitation tests, as well as seen two career counselors to no avail. The application deadline for university is approaching, and I still have no idea what to pursue. I'm interested in a career that provides me with flexibility and a high income. I also like the idea of specialized. Never, I don't know. I'm going to pause here. Get back to this. I want a career that would provide me flexibility and a high income is what everyone wants. Like that's, yeah, I want to make a lot of money and not have to work like that's That's what I want. That's what I'm trying to accomplish in life. Um, you, you demonstrate, you know, can be great for that. So could be a pro sports ball player. Right? Like, there's, you know, a lot of avenues to do that. They're all not just super hard. It seems to me, like, when I'm saying this, you want something, a fast way to that. There's usually not a fast way to that. So, sometimes you can luck into it. Uh, otherwise it just takes hard work, right? So, just, you're not special. Um, it's just because you want to be rich and not work. Uh, marry rich. There's there's the way to fast into it. Okay. Blah. I also like the idea of specializing in something not many people can do and perfecting those skills to master my craft. Okay, you want to be rich, lazy, and unique. Um, I'm also seeking freedom as I cannot imagine myself working my life away to make someone else richer. I realize there are, only, there are probably many other careers to provide this for a lot less effort, but I honestly have no idea what's so short. There's not, dude. Like, Unless you're really good at the sports ball or acting or something, you know, music and you just happen to know the right people to you get yourself famous. Cause that's how it works nowadays. No one's fucking discovered anymore. That's not a thing. You know, you, you have connections in that industry and you get more, uh, vested in there or whatever. I would say that my best qualities are my creativity, Logic and problem solving skill. I also value independence and I have a passion for entrepreneurship. I also, I'm also introverted, but can work around that as needed. I don't know if this is enough to sacrifice eight, sacrifice eight years of my life in order to become a dentist. Go fuck yourself. That's, that's what I have to say. Like seriously, I want to be rich and I don't want to work for it is, is what I'm, what I'm reading. You know, like, I don't want to do the... Down school fucking sucks, man. Like, <laughs> like it, 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 it takes uh, some work. You know, if you put one foot in front of the other, uh, you'll get there. Like, but you got to work for it. You got to go through all that. There's not a quick, like, oh, I want to be a specialist in master my craft, but I don't want to sacrifice any fucking time to do that. It's like, ugh. Like, uh, I used to... Like, I think I mentioned this podcast some other i like i had the martial arts school you know like people would come in and it's like they want to you know I me mean, to hand them a black belt and tell them that you are a master of the martial arts it's like i'm like i've been doing this for like 12 years i'm mostly okay now <laughs> you know like like i have obtained a level of okayness that's where i'm at in my martial arts career now you know some people you can come into it and they can do everything right bat and they're like you know, amazing and they have this aptitude for it and, you know, I definitely work with people that have been doing a lot less time than me or a lot lower rank than me, they way better uh, at me but that's not the norm, right? And for in, in careers and you know, talking about uh, learned mm-hmm. skills like, you know, you can't usually find someone to pay you to be good at taekwondo or <laughs> whatever, you know? Um, and you're not going to you're not going to just get, get rich and not have to work and be a master at whatever your craft is and have freedom without fucking working for it. So re rethink your life shit bag. Anyway, there's, there's amazingly more, more to this. I'm going to read the last bit. Uh, it's also worth noting that I'm not a strong student. So I, need to rapidly reevaluate my study habits. Therefore I'm already at a disadvantage seeing as I'm competing against students who have already perfected the art of studying. So again, it's a it's a learned skill, right? Like, I I can I can take a fucking test, man. I can you can tell me like we're gonna have a test on whatever thing I've never heard of. And I will go study for it and I will fucking pass it. Because that is what I've trained myself to do through many years of of academics and things like that. And that's an important skill. That's a skill, a skill that you need to get through any of uh you know, medicine related things. You know, being a regular doctor, being a dentist, being a fucking physical therapist, whatever because you're going to have to take these fucking entry test you know the dap mcat whatever um you know the the gre if you're you're going that route you know there's there's these things and you have to learn how to do that you have to put in the work to do that you know you can do fucking kaplan or whatever like there's places that will teach you how to be good at studying and things like that you just sound like a lazy fuck um, I also see a lot of comments about people regretting, regretting becoming dentists, and that makes me unsure because after all the time and money spent to make it through school, it just doesn't seem all that logical to change careers. So in a way, I'd be change—I'd be as chained to the profession as they are. <laughs> yeah, don't be a dentist. Like, go be a princess or whatever. Because um, yeah, I already hate you. Um, yeah, like uh, uh, there are definitely dentists that don't enjoy being dentists. I'm not really one of those i i think uh i am uh compensated well enough and have enough autonomy and freedom um in my profession based on the amount of bullshit that i've had to put up to get to, to get to this point so you know there's there's fucking that it's just <laughs> I, I don't know what you want but this is probably not it man probably sound like a dick let's see if we can find a light-hearted one. <laughs> Let's we'd find a light light hearted one. The very next one just says mouth cancer. That doesn't seem very lighthearted. Um I don't see the picture. Oh. I don't know. I'd get that looked at. But uh I don't know that I'd jump right to mouth cancer. You should probably stop smoking though, that's what I'm guessing. Okay. What to do when I have a big cavity but can't afford the dentist? I'm recovering from a three-year-long depression state. I'm sorry. And I'm really not good in a financial place right now. Ugh, man. Um, I uh I wanted to get something lighthearted. Uh, eh. Extraction is probably cheaper than saving it. I don't know what that one boils down to. Let's see. Now, screw to my wisdom tooth removal. How many cavities on this x ready? Man, there's no joy in this dental thread. Dental abscess drain. That sounds funny. What What did I do? Oh, I had this person it's kind of a, a fun one. If you like gross stuff, this will be what we have now. Uh, so they come in and they had, they were like, I have pain back here and I want to have to get it fixed or whatever. And they really didn't want to lose the tooth, but they had like 100% bone loss on 18 and probably like 85% bone loss on 19. 18 is just floating in the cottage cheese pus river. Right. It's just like, see, when we, when we press on this, that chunky white shit that comes out. Yeah. That's like, it's just, that's all that this tooth is sitting on. Like, you know, this tooth needs to come out. This one in front of it also needs to come out because it's abscess on the X-ray show. Like I can press on that tooth and cheese comes out of it. You know, they need to come out. Also, you know, here's like four other teeth, same kind of thing. Like the, these all need to come out. And they're like, well, no, I I'm only want to lose the one tooth, uh, and you have to save all that. It's like they're, you know, we're past that. That's the problem. Like you, you didn't come in for thirty-five years. You know, this is where this is where we're starting. These are these are all hopeless prognoses. They come out. You know, we can talk, We should be talking about replacement uh, and getting you into the, you know, the perio uh, to make it so the rest of these teeth go this direction. But they just kept, you know, fighting me on that. And I only did want to do the one. And I just was, was pretty pretty strong about the, like, hey, you know, Lugwoods is a thing. Um, but also, like, I I can take out 18. I can't guarantee it's going to solve your problems. Like, at all. You know, because 19, again, like, is sitting in this same fucking thing. You know, they're both in the same bulletproof. Jeez, like, I take the one out. It might feel better. It might not you know, this this one will need to be addressed, right? So anyway, uh, getting those things numb is is hard because there's not really, like, the innovation that you think, like, I give you an IA or whatnot is not really coming from the places that it should be because there's just all this fucking granulation and bullshit. So anyway, I give an IA, I get lip sign, I get tongue sign, I give a buckle infiltration, I give some on the lingual kind of down low you know everywhere i think it needs so let let it come around i feel around and they're like no i don't feel anything don't feel anything put a little elevation on it oh i feel it okay so then i go to basically like do like pdls but i mean like you know there's no fucking bone it's not really a pdl so i give one i give another one i get because i usually get six right so i get somewhere on the lingual. I think it was just a lingual. And I like shoot and it fucking erupts like all this green fucking cottage cheese bullshit just spews out the back. And then the tooth like falls over a little bit. I pull it, pull it out. Like I was like, okay, that was the spot. Yeah. It was, it was fucking nasty. Um, That's my happy story that I wanted to share with you, but Hey, way better than mouth cancer. Right. All right. Uh, peace.
1: Can we have your liver then? Oh, yeah. I'd be scared. All right. I'll tell you what. Listen to this. Whenever life gets you down, Mrs. Brown, and things seem hard or tough, and people are stupid. Obnoxious or daft, and you feel that you've had quite enough. Just remember that you're standing on a planet that's evolving and revolving at 900 miles an hour, that's orbiting at 19 miles a second, so it's reckoned a sun that is the source of all our power. The sun and you and me and all the stars that we can see are moving at a million miles a day in an outer spiral arm at 40,000 miles an hour of the galaxy we call the Milky Way. Our galaxy itself contains a hundred billion stars it's 100,000 light years side to side. It bulges in the middle, 16,000 light years thick, but out by us it's just 3,000 light years wide. We're 30,000 light years from galactic central point. We go round every 200 million years. And our galaxy is only one of millions of billions in this amazing and expanding universe. feels so... sort of insignificant, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Can we have your liver, then? Yeah, all right. You talk me into it. ERIC!